Welcome to this week's episode of Getting on the Green. This week, we have a lot to go through, so let's get right into it. All right, so I'm really excited to welcome this next guest. Um, it's such an interesting topic that we're about to talk about. I'm very passionate about it, and um, we slightly differ in, in what we um, think about our future. So I'm very happy to welcome Paul Cohen uh, into Getting on the Green. This is going to be a great podcast. So before uh, further ado, welcome, Paul. Thanks for being here. Craig, uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So I just gave a brief description about, uh, you know, your education, where you're from. Um, so tell us a little bit more about yourself and who you are. Well, yeah, so really this brokerage is my background, is my life. Uh, I've spent 28 years in the business. I started um, probably maybe even before you were born, but I, my first year in commercial real estate was 1992. Came from England, um, fresh off the boat. Uh, and um, was lucky enough to get hired by um, a couple of brokers just as a property manager, right? And what happened was uh, they sent me up to show a space because their leasing agent was out on vacation or something. And so I went up and it was in uh, Cooper City, shops in Cooper City, went up there, uh, met some guy who wanted to open up an all-state office, and I told him, look, you know, I got up three other people. I got to wait up here to meet. And he's like, no, 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 I want the space. I go, I, I, I got to show, I'm just showing the space. And he gave me a check to hold the space. And I went back, uh, gave it to my boss. Uh, and he's like, holy cow, no one's ever come back with a check from a showing. All right, go get your license and you go pay your commission on that deal. I think the commission was like 1300 bucks. You have to understand, coming out of college to make 1300 bucks yeah, for driving. Yeah, that's great. For an hour, I was like, all right, I'm in. How do I, you know? <laughs> so that's how I got into the business and uh, didn't look back. I, you know, I've done it all from working in a small boutique firm all the way up through working for CB Richard Ellis. Uh, we, we had the NAI franchise actually in Miami before Jeremy did. Obviously, Jeremy did a lot better job than we did, but um, we had that. Uh, we started a. Um, brokerage firm I have this dream I still have it I don't think I'll ever do it but I have this dream of what a real brokerage firm for me would look like um, and I started that with the Guggenheim family and under the Cohen financial banner and did that for about a year but um, we ended up selling the whole business to SunTrust and so I was uh, out on the street um, so <laughs> to speak but at that time I was already in discussions with Mike DiGiorgio and a guy called Eli Randall um, who had just started Correxy. I mean, they just launched it. They had a site. They, they were in LA. They showed me what it looked like. And I was like, I'm in. Just, you know, what, what do we have to do? And um, and that's it. That's kind of the very short version of my commercial real estate career. Um, and that's how I, I ended up with Correxy. So what are you doing now uh, with Correxy? And what is Correxy? Yeah, so Correxy, well, I'll tell you what it is first. So Correxy is, like, if I'm at a, so out with a, with neophytes, people don't know much about commercial real estate, I'll tell them, Craxy is like Zillow, but for commercial real estate. And they all nod and go, oh, okay, cool. Um, but for insiders like you, I take it a little bit step further, Craxy is a one-stop shop to run all your commercial real estate needs using technology, right? So there are listing platforms out there that's been some around for like almost 20 years now, and we all know their names. The problem is they're a listing site. You put your listing up, somebody has to 
log in, search around, find your listing. Probably somebody had to pay to see that listing. And if they're interested, they'll reach out. Very archaic. What Crexy is, is a, a platform where you um, upload your listing today and we will send it directly to those people who would be interested on it based upon our proprietary machine learning and this algorithm that they, I don't know how that all works, but we have very smart guys that we stole from Apple about four <laughs> years ago and they, they, they figured all that out. And they, so they bring the sort of 21st century technology that you're used to seeing on all your other apps and software, but weren't getting in commercial real estate. And so we just figured we'll take that technology and use it for commercial real estate. And so now you can do everything on Crexy from, um, you know, um, researching a property, creating a flyer, uploading it, um, marketing it out to the entire world, getting offers, going through the due diligence process, and all the way through closing. And we have tools on Crexy that run every step of the way. Wow. So that's actually a fantastic transition into what the actual topic of our conversation yeah. is, and that is technology and real estate. How technology okay, cool. is changing real yeah. estate, changing the game, and mm -hmm. what it will look like in the future. So is Crexy a tool just, I guess, for the, the insider to use? Or I know you mentioned that, sure, the, the standard consumer can go online and, I guess, look for look for items or have item, um, properties suggested to them. But, um, yeah. you know, for the most part, who's, who's using Crexy? Yeah, I mean, good, good question. The idea is anyone interested in commercial real estate has a stake in it, should have access to Crexy and get some benefit from it. So, you know, on the supply side, as we call it, we've got commercial real estate brokers. They, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later on. They add the listings, they manage their listings, etc. Then you've got the users of that, or the purchasers of that space, um, the demand side, as we call it. So you've got investors, people that buy triple net properties, investment sale properties, and you've got owner users, you've got tenants. Um, but then we also have um, other folks sort of in there using our intelligence and using our data, lenders. Um, oh, wow. Bank, you know, bankers, all uh -huh. sorts of appraisers, obviously, um, that sort of thing. And so the idea is that everyone in commercial real estate um, will have um, some benefit by being within in Crexy because if we're all connected and the tools are there, um, it should just make it easy. The problem with commercial real estate technology uh, so far is that there's, there's a tool that does one small piece of it. And you get it, it's expensive, and it doesn't talk to the rest of the pieces. And so you spend more time trying to figure out how to integrate. I had a broker yesterday, actually, just sort of as a side. As a side uh, no, 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 go ahead. Here. Yeah, he, you know, he was, he's on Crexy, he's on our pro version, which is the upgraded version of Crexy. And then he sort of, <laughs> then he was telling me about how he manages all his leads. He gets a lot of leads from Crexy, but then he has to pay someone to put the leads in because. He has a special system that he created, and he doesn't want to let go of that system because he spent a lot of time building it. And I won't say where that system was built, but he—it's just—he spends so much time and resources trying to manage just that lead portion. When the reality is, and I try to explain, you can just manage all your leads on Crexy. You don't really need that expensive software that you bought and customized to track who is looking at your deals. You can already do that in Crexy. You just, people have a hard time. I guess they call it the sunk cost. Like he's already invested thousands of dollars into this thing, thinks it's awesome, and he just doesn't want to let go of it. And, and you find that that's a big theme that I come across 
And so one of the questions you asked me is what do I do at Craxy? So I run the entire sales team for Craxy nationally. And um, so I speak to a lot of brokerage firms from Miami all the way to, to Portland, Oregon. And I hear the same thing. They're, they've got a way of doing things that they've just been doing for a long time. And Stuck they in don't want to let go of that way. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they want to, especially realtor boards, they want to recreate, you know, what they did when the MLS was first created because back then they had control of the information people had to come to them. Mm-hmm. That was a good gig. I mean, I don't, I'm sure if you have all the listings and people have to come to you, then that's, that's awesome. Except for the problem is you have a bunch of competitors even within that pool. So nothing's ever easy. Um, but the world changed, right? Cloud computing, online platforms. Now, you know, Zillow came along, for example, in the residential and, you know, people lost control. Anyone can post on Zillow now and sell their property. So, and you know, so that, that's that's really, I think, where we're at in in the world of commercial real estate. And people like you are asking that the smart question, like, what next? What does that mean for the professionals? What does that mean for um, all the different stakeholders? Does it get better or does it get worse for us? I mean, that's that's really the big big question. And and we and we can look at that from other industries, travel agencies, you know, uh, brokerage, meaning stock brokerage, um, all sorts of different industries, what's happened to those and how does that apply to commercial real estate? And so that's where we are right now. It's an interesting time. So what do you see as the future of real estate when it comes to technology? Um, how, how's technology going to keep changing the game? Because from what <laughs> I've heard, um, the acceleration of technology from, I guess, our first 2000 years of existence to now has been, I guess, whatever it is, supposedly the next however many hundred years is supposed to be times like a hundred of whatever advancement yeah. we've had yeah. or whatever yeah, exactly. that multiplication is of the technology, but it's supposed to accelerate kind of exponentially uh, from, from here. So what, where do you see the real estate world being when it comes to technology? Well, I mean, the future is a long time, right? So, I, you know, especially in, in the new world, I can't tell you. No crystal you know, ball? No crystal ball <laughs> into the future. I, I mean, I, I can maybe look up forward six months or a year or two years or whatever. Um, we don't, I mean, at Crexy, we don't know exactly what it is. We're just trying to fulfill the need today, okay. right? We're not, not sort of, a lot of people want to talk about the future. And we've been talking about the future in commercial real estate for a long time now. I went to my uh, probably second or third realtor board meeting and there was like someone plugged in a little video into the front of a TV and then we all sat around and watched it in one of these realtor board meetings and it was like, doom, 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 the future of commercial real estate. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was like, nobody, you know, nobody controls the data. And we're like, well, we all control the data. Everyone needs to come to us. So we didn't, even back then, I don't think I really understood kind of what that data, you know, means. Um, for us at Craigsy today, what we're just trying to do is really simple. Something we should have, should have happened 20 years ago is one open platform that everyone can share data, right? And then we, we basically get a platform fee. That's kind of how we look at it. Um, it's not an extortion fee for access to your, your own data. It's, um, it, it's, a, it's a tool. Like it's very expensive to build this tool. It looks like just a URL and you know a website that you could build on WordPress in about 30 minutes if you go to Craigsy. But trust me, the back end of Craigsy is 
very the most sophisticated platform that's out there today in commercial real estate for sure. Um, and so we're, all we're just trying to do right now is solve the problem that hasn't been fixed, which is one, LoopNet. By the way, LoopNet almost got there, man. It was like, oh man, you just just kept going as you would have made it. But they they kind of stopped and they gave up to CoStar. And what we see is a platform that everybody's using, right? Uh, and then we just use that, take that data, and then people can use it to help them make decisions. And so we see Correxy as a tool that will help people be more efficient, right? As a broker, I know what you do all day, um, a lot of busy work, right? You're doing a lot of Excel spreadsheets. You're doing a lot of, you know, driving properties, doing analysis and all that kind of stuff. But really, brokerage, the definition of the term is you're, you know, doing a deal between two people. How much time do you spend in a day or even a week actually doing that? And so what we want to do is free up your time, um, everybody's time in your office and all the other brokers around the country so they can just focus on doing that thing, which is what they get paid for, which is helping people buy and sell and rent properties. And that's it. And that's, that's, that's the next year, two years in, in commercial real estate. Beyond that, you then you get into the whole, you know, Crypto, you know, do people buy properties in cryptocurrency uh-huh. and the blockchain and the, you know, you know, is you know, real estate on Mars a great investment? I mean, I just, you know, that, that's way too far. And it's funny because I, I go to a lot of these meetings, and you know, the average age of a, a realtor or commercial broker is probably late fifties, early sixties, and it's like, guys, don't worry about blockchain. All right, you got you know, 10, 15, 20 years before you retire in a business. I, I don't, I think the world for commercial real estate brokers will be a lot like it has been just a lot simpler and a lot more, um, organized through technology. Interesting. So when I first started talking to you and we were trying to come up with uh, what topic we were going to talk about, yeah, I can't, or I kind of wanted to talk about technology because I think it's very important for <laughs> Brokers and anybody in the business world or realistically the the job world to plan for the future when it comes to technology. Technology is constantly improving, constantly finding ways to, I guess in, with a grim take, put people out of business, make, make things more efficient, integrate technology instead of having a human doing it. So I asked you um, basically – is technology going to put brokers out of business? Um, right. You know, uh, and we had a great conversation, you know, even this morning when we were already talking before we started recording, great conversation. Right. So let me ask you, is Crexy a competitor to brokers or is it a resource to them? Uh, so it's a broker only site. So only brokers can list on Crexy, right? Um, and the reason we do that is because technology can only get you so far. Right, but what technology can't do, as as of today, uh, and I don't see it coming anytime in the near future, is if I want to buy or if I want to sell your office building where your headquarters is, right? Um, that building, it's got a, it's got that parking lot, and it shares it with that restaurant, the captain, whatever it's called, the fish place. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of like it's it's not like any other building along US one, right? And so, what I need is uh, a professional. And that's the key word there. Someone who knows the market and knows, you know, real estate and has, you know, been in the business for a while to go down, look at the building, 
is could it be knocked down and turned into something else? Could it um, are the rents you know low, or are there some other things that you can do to enhance the value of the building? And right now, Zillow as estimate is not going to do that for you. And so we don't want to come up with any kind of estimate because commercial real estate's tough. It's just so unique, and it can be so wrong. It would just be laughable. In, in residential, you know, you can say that one home is pretty three bedroom, two bath is pretty much like the next one. One's got a pool, one doesn't. You know what I mean? But in commercial real estate, just location, uh, design, land area, coverage, zoning—all these things make so many differences. Um, there's some there's some sites out there that try and figure that out, um, like GridX and, and the other one. But these names blue something blue blocks. Um, but I just don't think we're there anytime soon. And so, um, you know, at the end, and the other thing is a broker has to also sell the deal, right? So right now on Craigslist we have 400,000 listings. Um, you know, and I got, let's say I'm a buyer and I've got 10 million bucks I want to spend on some properties, one property or multiple properties. Maybe I have a 1031 exchange. I, I'd want someone who's a good salesperson representing my listing to convince that person with 10 million bucks to buy that my property. All Craigsy does is generates a list of potential buyers for that property based upon their viewing history, right? So if you upload, again, your office building down there on US1, um, and it's, you know, you're marketing it for a 6.2 cap and it's got a nice, you got all the rent rolls and all the information, you know, unless you're giving it away for free, um, I got to go talk someone into buying that and, and, and selling them on the upside of the deal. Mm-hmm. That again is a human a broker. Um, so to answer your question, this is the short version. If you want to edit out just what I said, <laughs> but if you, the short version to that answer is it will put out the bad broker, put the bad brokers out of business is my, is my feeling. The people that don't add value, the people who, when I go to, you know, uh, meetings and I give presentations, the guy that stands up and says, you know, well, if everyone can find listings on your site, why do they need me? The question is, yeah, exactly. Why? If they, if, if all of the value you provide is doing a search on a website and giving them a list of 10 properties they should buy, then you shouldn't even be in the business, in my opinion. So who should be in business? The guys like Jeremy Larkin, the guys like Ed Schmidt, who've been around a long time and can not just send their client a list of properties to buy and let me know which one you're interested in, but actually package a deal, go sit down with their client and say, Hey, Jose, look, this deal here, we can buy this property. We can get it rezoned and then we can redevelop it and I'll do all the leasing. This is what the rents are. Boom, boom, boom. Put that deal together. That's the value that good brokers. So good brokers will always have a job in my opinion. Um, Bad brokers will probably be um, doing something else. And that's that's exactly what happened in travel agency business. There are still travel agents out there, but you just don't need someone to tell you what flight can take you to, you know, mm-hmm. L.A. tomorrow. That's that's a that's a website, right? That's that's easy. Just list of all the sites. You do a search and you buy it yourself. Why do I need to call up someone and find that information? So that's, I think, how commercial brokers will go. That's a very good explanation of it. You slightly convinced me of it. I'm still somewhat on the side of, uh, you know, brokers well, need to watch their butts. You, yeah, because you got to decide whether you're a good broker or a bad Well, broker. no, I, I hear you on that. But, <laughs> I mean, I what I somewhat feel is that is it the consumer that chooses that or is it the broker who chooses that? If I'm a consumer, am I going to pay 
to get the broker or am I going to go the easy route and I guess the free route and just go to the Zillows of the world and the, you know, and say, oh, okay, this is here. I guess this is a good deal based on my calculations. I'm going to go with that instead of paying a broker 3%. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it going to be the consumer who decides if that, if the brokers are going to continue yeah. or is it going to be of course. the, of course. you know, because uh, the, the consumer in theory, most of the time, the consumer decides what is successful and what isn't. I mean, we're definitely seeing that yeah. today with COVID, um, yeah. you know, and w- even with restaurants that are putting the, uh, the tents outside in Florida, that's not working. Maybe in other states it is, but in Florida, it's a thousand degrees outside. Nobody wants to sit outside at this time of the year. And so yeah. granted the, the restaurants are doing everything they can to get people in and they're doing a fantastic job of that but I mean, if the consumer doesn't want yeah, it they're not going to have I just don't think your analogy I just think your COVID analogy works though I mean because commercial real estate uh, I, I own let's say I own a building um, and I'm a doctor do I want to go in do a whole analysis put a package together you know market it take all the calls mm-hmm. show the problem mm-hmm. I, I, the answer is most definitely no I don't yep. it's a waste of your time um, I, it's not even the touches. I don't know what I don't know. How to contract? How to let me go hire Jeremy Larkin and let him handle it for me? Mm-hmm. That okay. is what happens in commercial, but that also happens in residential. I have a friend, very good friend of mine, lives up in North Carolina, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna. This is maybe eight months, nine, nine months ago. I think I'm gonna sell my house. What do you think?" I said, "Probably a good idea. Don't know why, but feel like probably <laughs> if you want to exit in the next year or so, do it now." If you want to hold the house for the next 20 years, then uh, just keep it. But so he decided to put it on the market. He said, how should I choose a broker? And I said, well, you know, see who's selling other stuff. I go, why don't you put it on Zillow and see what you get? He's like, ah, the guy's a a banker, works for a big bank in lending, right? So he's not unfamiliar with commercial real estate Mm -hmm. or residential real estate, I should say. And um, he just wanted to hire a broker. And that's residential. So if a guy like that doesn't want to um, be bothered with the whole process of selling their own property for a home, I just don't see it happening for, for commercial real estate. Can some sellers do it? Yes. And they've been doing it for a long time mm-hmm. and they've been doing it on that other site. And those are the worst sellers. There's, yeah. a, there's a guy in Coral Gables has his, had his building on the market for at least 10 years. And it was at 3 million when the market was at one and a half. And then it was at 4 million. <laughs> it was at two. Then it was at 6 million. Now I think he wants like $15 million for the property. And it's like, what do I serve his time? You know, we, we so it will happen, but I just don't think if you want to see the math on that, Craig, go to the national association of realtors website and see kind of how that's affecting residential real estate. It, it hasn't affected commissions at all. It really hasn't. Wow. You would think if, if technology and Zillow was really a realtor.com is affecting the market, commissions would be down 10%, mm-hmm. 15%, 20%, 30%, right? All these brokers are getting displaced by technology. It, I, I think it's up. It's not even down. No. I mean, people are not doing it themselves. Um, and that's in residential, not even commercial. Interesting. That's, yeah. Very and I'm not trying to paint a pretty picture. I just don't. I just don't. I, I get what you're saying. You're convincing I, 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 me. Um, well, nice. I, I used to sweat about it. I used to worry about it when I was, you know, 20, 22, 24, and watched that video on the VHS and the Realtor board. I was like, oh my God, are we going to be at? But uh, I just don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, certainly, as far as Craigslist is concerned, we're partnering with brokers. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, it's the, the 
politically correct thing to say. <laughs> it's just we if we don't have brokers, we got to do what what other sites do and just hire a bunch of researchers and they're expensive and they get it wrong, right? You know what your building sold for. You know the ins and out of the building. Why don't you put the information in and then you can get a super good value pro platform back to use, right? That that to us just seems like just a better deal for everybody. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, I'm I'm convinced you did it. <laughs> so so let's get back. I'm send you a contract. Um, for- <laughs> so, so let's get back a little bit to uh, to Crexy. Um, so yeah. we're talking about the broker value and what they add um, to kind of supplement uh, these websites and data collection and surveys. Basically, for the clients, are a major part of what a broker does. Yeah. Is your website providing that to, I guess, the standard consumer, or do they provide that to the broker only, or you know? Yeah. What? So I don't even. What do you mean when you say surveys? You mean like property surveys? Not, not the actual like, I guess, like specific. Just, I'm saying so like market surveys. We don't have a drone video that does. No, surveys. no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about like the actual like market surveys. Um, like uh, yeah. sales in the market, how many, this and that, like Leasing, that type of information. You know, leases for spend, yep. mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that's really two questions. So the data side of it, what we have is a partnership that synchronizes all the tax records across the United States um, onto Crexy in real time. And I say real time as they're recorded, right? So we don't control when they're recorded, but once they're recorded, we get that feed. Our government's so efficient, it, it happens immediately, right? Well, if, if, I, if you get, again, sell your building on US 1 today <laughs> with COVID and everything, I, it's probably not going to be recorded for 30 days or 40. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know what yeah, they're going to do. I'm sure it takes but a lot it's, of time. It's not, the same, it's not the same day. No, no but, way. But, no but way. It, so that's always been the case. So if you wanted to find out what sold, your info was always like 45 days behind. Um, so we have that data. And then what we do is we enhance it with the individual broker. So again, Jeremy sells the building. Uh, he closes it on Crexy. Um, pro- probably would have found his buyer from Crexy. And then when he closes out his listing, it says, oh, congratulations. What did you sell the property for? What was the cap rate? Any other conditions? And if Jeremy wants to, he can put that information in. Uh, the benefit, benefit of him doing that is that now everyone knows that he just sold that building and then there's an algorithm within Crexy that will push him to the top of the broker directory for office building sales in Miami. Mm, and wow. so if a buyer, so if a buyer, sorry, a seller comes in and says, Hey, I'm thinking of selling a property. Let me see if, uh, let me look for a broker. You know, Jeremy will pop up as one of his options and he can reach out to Jeremy to see about selling the property. Um, so the data side of it is tax records with broker information on top of that. So you may get the sale that Jeremy sold the building today in real time, which is really quick. And then you're going to get that verified as soon as Day County catches up with the tax records. So that's the data side of it on sales. And that's right now we have about 48, 50 million property records in Craigsy that you as a broker or any investor or appraiser or Anybody who wants access to that, they can get. It's called Crexy Intelligence, and anybody can get access to that if they want to pay for it. And it's uh, 150 bucks a month. Okay, so for the, for the entire U.S., so it's it's a, I I think it's a phenomenal. Yeah, day. it's a massive resource. Yeah, 
Um, the, the next part of it is leasing. Um, we'll have the same thing on leasing, obviously no, no tax records there, but um, broker reported um, leasing. We're, we're, we, we do collect that information now when you close out the lease, and then we'll probably be launching that at the beginning of the year for people to get their lease comps. Uh, I don't know that we'll be sharing specific lease comps um, with the market because there's some kind of confidentiality. So I was just going to ask about that. Are you finding a yeah. lot of buy-in on, on that from the brokerage side? Because yeah, a lot of them hold as, that yeah, close so to heart. As long as they know that we're not going to tell them all the leases, that the, the actual you know, expirations and the lease rates and stuff like that. But what we are going to do is aggregate that so it almost looks like an EMAP, which I think is almost more useful anyway. Um, so then you can go down US-1 between Kendall and, you know, Cutler Bridge and see what the average rental rates for retail on that street are. Okay. Um, that's, that's the goal there. That's probably, you know, a year from it being really, really good. Um, but I think in the beginning of the year, there'll be some good data in there that you can use to, to help you make decisions. And then the third part of it is the survey as meaning what's out there in the market. So right now, in most markets across the USA, there's about 364 MSAs in, in America. And we have more listings than our competitors do uh, in most of those markets. And usually, in, in a lot of markets, by a factor of two. Wow. So we have twice as many listings as our competitor does. Um, so what that means is you can go in, you can search uh, retail spaces in downtown Miami, um, put together a survey. It would actually list them all for you. You can order them and it'll do like a little map one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then you can email that directly to your client. Your client can then open it up, see those properties. It's huge. He, he can rate them or she can rate them and say, that one's great. That one sucks. That one's good. But this one would be great if you can get this for this kind of rate. And you would see that in real time and they can share it with. You know, let's say there's 10 people in the decision-making process. They can all put their notes and comments in. Saves um, a lot of time. And you, you've done that all kind of online and in, in, um, in real time. So it's, it's just, again, it's a tool not to displace you. You're still going to chuck them in the car, drive them around, you know, negotiate the leases, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. There's, I just don't – I can't even envision a – software platform that would do everything that you would have to do to put together a property tour, show the spaces. I mean, it's kind of a robot with a drone with like artificial <laughs> intelligence. I mean, it's just, it doesn't exist. I, I just don't think it's going to exist um, anytime soon, like 30 years before somebody could do a property tour um, on behalf of a client, you know? So, mm -hmm. so, um, what types of technologies are you working on that you are willing to or are allowed to tell us about? Uh, do you have anything in the works? Um, I mean, so, yeah, we have a lot of things in the works. We have a, just a rock star um, product developing team, an engineering team. As I, as I mentioned, I think at the top of the show, um, the core group came from Apple. Um, smart bunch of guys. And then we, our head of product, joined us a couple of years ago and he came from Yahoo and, and wow. uh, we, I think his last joint was a, a company called Weed Maps. I don't know what they do, but um, they sound like a very interesting company. <laughs> and, uh, but he's, he's, you know, he's a forward thinker. Um, and what he has done is kind of taken this idea of a platform 
this is, it was almost like an ecosystem and it's just continually evolving. And if all the incentives and all the feedback loops are positive, then the platform grows. Um, if you insert any kind of friction into that, like paywalls or um, bad experiences and stuff like that, then the platform will just basically disintegrate, which you see that happening right now with, with the platform that, that everybody kind of was using. Um, they That company inserted a bunch of, you know, paywalls and pricing structures and you know poor user experience and stuff and people just kind of start moving away and it's it's a it's a death spiral it really is so that's kind of big picture what we're doing um what technologies i mean you know we're gonna there's just a lot of stuff i mean it's just think about every aspect of the business from getting a lead all the way through um closing a deal uh, on the investment sales side, which is what I used to do when I was at CB, there's about 30 steps, 30 things that you have to do or somebody on your team has to do. And so we're creating tools that will help you do all of that, wow. right? So confidentiality agreements electronically um, that people can come in and sign electronically and it just goes automatically into your client report. That's already a thing, that's right? Great. We already got that. You know, um, client reports. You know, hey, send me a report every week. Sure, when you when you got the listing, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna send you a report every week. But then it becomes kind of a pain. Crexy, automated. Click a button, send it to your client. Wow. Um, things that are coming um, big. Uh, let's see here. So we got uh, lead scoring. So one of the problems that brokers have that they tell us is, yeah, Crexy's great. I got like 250 leads on this listing. I can't possibly call them all. Who should I call first? So we came up with a lead scoring system, wow. which should be alive tomorrow, actually. So when you go in and look at all your leads, it will rate them almost like a uh, like an Uber score. Very cool. um, so you can say, let me call the 4.8s first, and then the 3.2s, and then I'm not going to call the 1.2s. <laughs> um, so so that's coming, the, the lease comps, as I mentioned. Um, you know, I'm a lot just of big think, things. That's else? very cool. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, I mean, there's probably, and the product roadmap, I mean, I'm just trying to picture the roadmap in my mind. There's like 30 things that they're working on um, that will be launched in the next 12 months. And most of it is free. It's a free platform, so anyone can list on Craigslist as long as they manage to pass that real estate license test. Um, and um, if they want to pay for the upgraded version, they can, but they, but they don't have to. And it's not... It's not in our model that everybody, every broker pays for it. It's fine that certain brokers, like ones that don't have listings, for example, or uh, ones that may only have one listing or whatever it is, that they don't necessarily can just be on the free version. Mm -hmm. But but if they want to get the upgraded version, um, they can. Um, in Miami specifically, we just um, finalized a deal with the with the uh, Miami Board of Realtors. And so we'll be synchronizing all the Miami Board of Realtors listings directly into Craigslist. Wow. Uh, and that goes, that happens real time. So if, you, if you're if you a realtor and you put your listing, a commercial listing into Craigslist, uh, into the realtor board, sorry, it will go directly to Craigslist in, in real time if you want it to. Or you can just add the listing to Craigslist. It's entirely up to you. Um, and we did that with them. We're doing that with about 300 boards across the country as part of the partnership that we have with the National Association of Realtors. They, they put out an RFP a couple of years ago and we said, sure, why not? We'll, we'll put, throw our hat in the ring, you know, and we went through the process and, you know, companies get, 
dwindled down. I think they went to a final three, and then they, they said, hey, uh, we, we decided that Craigslist is the, the preferred commercial platform for our members. Cool. So that was that was about a year, year and a half ago, something like that. And we've just spent the last year for sure, you know, just adding these listings, um, adding these boards to Craigsy, which is, again, a fun process. That's, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that I have asked all of my guests so far, I guess, since at least since it started, is yeah. how has coronavirus affected your business? Uh, because I know that businesses that were lucky enough to be set up to withstand something like coronavirus have basically thrived. The Amazons of the world, the, you know, the, the restaurants with drive-throughs versus, you know, only sit-ins have thrived um, or at least survived. Um, so how has coronavirus affected you all? Yeah, so... If at all. So, yeah, well, so what happened... Um, you know, probably around Mar- early March, uh, we had a whole um, trip planned all up the Northeast to meet with. And we had it was like seven, eight days of just meetings and realtor boards and NRA offices and all sorts of, you know, uh, we probably had something like 25 meetings or something like that. And we were just about to leave. Actually, I'd flown into New York and I'm like, there's all these people with face masks on. I'm like, what is up with these people? These people are losing their mind. And, um, and it's actually, I was just, before that, the reason I was in New York is I had just flown from Houston because I was at the NAI um, Directors President's Conference or whatever. And the, the president of NAIJ, um, like, he came up to me to say hi and he gave me his elbow. And I was like, what is going on with people <laughs> their minds around here? And um, then we found out there was this thing called coronavirus. So uh, we switched everything to Zoom. So everything we do, all these meetings that we had planned up the Northeast, we just converted those to Zoom. And what the feedback was really interesting. Um, we did one for these brokers in Maine, in, in uh, Portland, Maine. And one of the brokers said, you know, I've been in this market for 25 years. It's the first time I've spoken to all my colleagues on one call or one meeting. We've never had anyone all in the room, like physically or online or anywhere. And so the penny dropped with me and I said, we should just keep doing this. You know, it's just double down. So we, we went from there to do a, a national um, webinar series called, uh, uh, what's it called? Pro Perspective. Um, it's called the Pro Perspective. And um, right now that's kind of blown up. It, I think the first one we had about a hundred something people on it. And now it's, it gets over a thousand uh, attendees each, each uh, meeting. We do sort of market, uh, webinars and we do all sorts of stuff to keep in touch. And in fact, I think we're almost more connected to the brokers in each market um, than we were before. Because before we had to fly there, you know, arrange a meeting, offer them bagels for them to show up, all sorts of stuff. Now we put these interesting webinars together and we get, you know, in a typical Portland, Oregon, we had one last week. I think there was like a hundred of the commercial brokers in that market in attendance. So it's that that is one thing that we did um and then sort of as we got through march and people kind of realized what was going on we the, the, our, our numbers kind of dropped down a little bit as far as viewers and stuff because i think most people were like okay what is going on but once we hit april we saw that the numbers just spike and then may june july august it just keeps going up and up and up and up because as you've quite rightly said we're an online platform 
if people can't meet, they've got to find a place to where they can meet and do their deals, and that turns out to be Craig's. Wow. Um, I can talk to you about this for days and, and other topics. Uh, you've been amazing. I really appreciate it. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. Um, I, I want to thank you over and over. Like This has been awesome. Such a cool topic, in my opinion. I, I, I love, I guess, thinking of the future and technology because – who knows what's going to happen? You know, you got guys like Elon Musk who want to mine gold from um, meteors in outer space and, you know, just eccentric thinkers who are going to change the world. And so it's fun to think about how your life is going to change and how your job is going to change and kind of hedge those bets um, to make sure that you're protected. And it's nice to know that uh, websites like Crexy, or I don't know if it's like Crexy, but at least websites or Crexy at least, just Crexy is there to supplement you. Exactly, it's there to supplement you versus you know putting you out of business like, for instance, other people have. And like you mentioned beautifully, if you are able to add value as a broker, you have no worry in the world. You have, these websites will only supplement you, make you better, and if anything, knock out your competition. So it's great to hear that. Um, for somebody who's willing to put in the time and put in the effort and add value, I'm excited moving forward. You definitely changed my mind on um, what the technology is going to do in at least the brokerage business. So I want to thank you for that, uh, giving me a, yeah. a little bit more confidence no, no, moving forward. Can, can I, yeah, can I just, I mean, you're, you're fairly new in the business, so I, I'm, I'd like to give you some of my advice Please. for someone who's been doing it for a long time. Yes. Um, don't, don't, don't get too caught up in the technology. Technology is a tool. Um, you know, don't spend your time, you know, with too much technology. And I've seen it. I, when I was at CB Rochelle, as people would come in and they'd like, Oh, I've got this great system. So the only thing you should be doing day in and day out. And it's the thing that people have, um, almost forgot to do. A lot of people don't do it. Right. And that is get your list of people, you know, figure out who you want to be, like what kind of broker, what do you want to sell, what type of broker, and own a market space, whether it's a geographical area or product type or both, and then just spend all your day calling those people because I guarantee you people are emailing and they're trying to do social media, this and that, which you're, you're doing a great job with the, the web, the podcast. Um, I mean, keep doing those things, but every day from like nine to five, just be on the phone. The most successful brokers that I know today, and that was always my mantra, if you're not speaking to people, you're not selling, you're not, you're not making money. So use the technology, but don't give up the old-fashioned, pick up the phone and do a deal. That's great. Thank you very much, Paul. I really, really appreciate you coming on. I know the listeners appreciate it. This was a really fun podcast. Um, I don't know how to thank you enough. Awesome, man. All right, well, see you soon. Thanks All right. Lot, thank you. So that does it for this week's episode of Getting on the Green. I'd like to thank everybody for listening, and hopefully you all learned a little something. Um, my favorite part of it was how Paul was able to basically convince me um, about the technological future and how if you create value and you add to what services you bring to your clients or whatever you're doing, um, the technology can only assist you. Uh, the technology isn't the end-all be-all. Uh, if you are able to supplement that technology, and let me reverse that actually, use the technology as the supplement for what you provide, then you're going to be more than fine. 
But like Paul said, if you do the bare minimum, the technology is going to wipe you out. You need to be able to add that extra value. And uh, he thoroughly convinced me of that. Um, I'm confident in what I do and the services that I provide so that I know that I'm going to be fine. Hopefully everybody can kind of analyze what they do and understand what value add you can bring to the table. And you can utilize these technologies that come in whatever field you're in. Uh, so thank you again for listening and we will see you next time on the green.